Hello, strong, feisty women. Some of you may recognize my voice. I'm Celine Yeager, host of the Hit Play Not Pause podcast. Throughout my career as a professional health and fitness writer and now a podcaster, I hear countless questions from women who are trying to understand how their ever-changing hormones impact their sports performance. So we decided to serve up some answers in a brand new series called Hormonal that we will be releasing on the Feisty Women's Performance Podcast feed. Throughout this four-part series, reproductive endocrinologist Dr. Carla DiGirolamo and I will be tackling topics like periods, the pill, pregnancy, and conditions like PCOS, all from the perspective of sports performance. If you aren't already, follow the Feisty Women's Performance Podcast and stay tuned for our first episode releasing on April 15th. Also, have questions you want answered? Send us a voice note at speakpipe.com slash hormonal and we'll get it answered on the show. You are listening to the Girls Gone Gravel podcast, a podcast for women who are chasing epic and everyday adventures on their bikes. We are a production of Live Feisty Media and hosted by Christy Moan and Katherine Taylor. Hey friends, Catherine here, and I want to invite you to join our Girls Gone Gravel Adventures team. Whether you're preparing for your first big bike trip, lining up at a starting line, or just learning to clip in for the first time, it's more fun with a community to cheer you on. This team is a non-competitive team focused on creating a supportive space for cyclists of all levels. We want to make it easy to find the resources you need. So here's what you're going to get. You're going to get a place to connect with like-minded cyclists. You're going to get opportunities to learn from experts like Kristen Legan, Scotty Lechuga, Laura DeCrescenzo, and more. And you're going to get discounts and early access to events and other fun things. So I hope you'll join us. Just check it out at girlsgonegravel.com backslash team. That's girlsgonegravel.com backslash team. Hope to see you there. What up? (laughs) I have so many new things. I have a couch. You have a couch. That my dog is on. (laughs) <laughs> your dog is on your new couch no well she's actually on my, my electric throw that I bought myself that nice. she is now claimed for herself um I have pictures on the wall you're doing and good just brought home a new vehicle so got a new van so that you can uh be like Christy be like well it's a <laughs> it actually probably would fit you better because it's a it's a it's a, it's a, it's a t- don't even it's, don't even. It's a tiny van. <laughs> you might be able to stand up in it. I, I can stand up in your van, but you can't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it looks kind of like a minivan. It's a Ford Connect, Transit Connect. That's awesome. But um, yeah, it's perfect for me, like for weekender stuff. The woman that I bought it from lived in it for eight months. And I was like, it's kind of small to live in. I was like, this is a weekender and a gravel event. Yeah. Thing for me. So, so yeah. It's been a big week. You'll love it. The couch in a van. I mean, really, what more do you need? Not much. Not much. <laughs> so, <laughs> what have you been up to? You got a you got a big uh, week coming up. Big sugar. I don't. You know, uh, this week has consisted of all the adult things: um, doctor's appointments, um, community meetings um, finishing my taxes. And then the big one, 
finding out for whatever reason, I still don't understand. My health insurance ended September 30th and will start again, November one. Um, so I have to do Cobra for a month and not fun. And of course my appointment that was supposed to be in September, my doctor canceled it and moved it to October. And I didn't know that I didn't have health insurance until I went to pick up my prescriptions and they were like this, your health insurance is not effective. So yeah, it's just sad because you just, I mean, I'm blessed, but at the same time, like having to go through this with health insurance, I'm like, we really should be able to figure this out as a country. Yeah. That's yeah. a whole other health insurance health is insurance. really sucky. Is really, Speaking really of health awesome. insurance, I, I have a very important question for you. Okay. Do you check your boobs? Um, I do not check them as often as I should, but we got a good tip today. From we our, did. From our it's cash. October's breast awareness. Yes. Breast cancer awareness month. Yes. Not breast awareness month. I'm always and- aware of my breasts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always aware that they're there because <laughs> I grab them. Yep, Still there. there. <laughs> um, yeah, but we, uh, we had Lauren Pickman on and as soon as we stopped recording, she said, she said, Oh, I wanted to mention one other thing. I had breast cancer last year and yeah. I was like, Oh, I'm so sad that we didn't get that to talk about that a little bit more on the podcast, but she just wanted women to be aware. Like it is breast cancer awareness month. And, um, she was 38 when she was diagnosed and it's not as uncommon as you think. And she had a tip for us, which is feel them on the first film on the first. <laughs> so, so meaning you habit, check your breasts on the first of the month, get in there and feel them. See if you feel any lumps. Cause she was saying, you know, most breast cancer is actually found by self-checking and, and what I think the stat she threw out was only 5% is actually genetic. So it's a lot more common than um, most people are aware. And it's just a good habit to get into, to, to feel your boobies on the first and make sure there's yeah. nothing weird going on there. And if there is make an appointment with your doctor. Yeah. So we're recording on the 14th. You can go ahead and feel them now and then feel them again on the first to start. I the agree. Just if you, cause you missed this month. So just do it in the middle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is, what is Tuesday? Feel them on the, feel them on the 19th. (laughs) If you're listening to this podcast, stop and feel your boobs. That's it. (laughs) Wherever you are. (laughs) We don't care if you're in the car, if you're on a bike, I don't care who sees it. Just do it. Just do it. Listen to podcasts while I'm walking the dog. I'm just like picturing what would happen if (laughs) I would do it. If I was on my bike, you would totally do it. Yeah. And people in Kansas would be like, oh, yes, just Christy. It's Christy. <laughs> My new neighbors would be like, what is happening what is to doing? this strange person? What is she doing? But just and I, I, I did also bring up on the podcast, but I want to make sure all of our listeners know that Gravel Worlds has their initiative for their event for 1,000 women um, between all of their distances that they've got coming up for next April. And just uh, go check out their website, check out that. And if you are a woman and want to ride Gravel Worlds, it's, you, you get a little advantage and they're donating a portion of your entry fee back to Nika Grit. And there's one other, and I forgot what it was, but I'm sure it's on their website. So that's amazing. Well, there's even more news. So we'll first the Eat My Dirt scholarships out, which we had Jill on. Yes. Last week, two too. weeks ago. 
Um, so that yeah. scholarship's officially out. You can go to Diamondback Bags to get that. And then I just got a note, um, which it comes out Monday, but the podcast will come out after from um, Laura King that Rooted Vermont next year is going to have a para division, a non-binary division, and they're going to be offering um, quite a number of scholarships for nice. folks. So uh, I think that event I can't remember when it opens, but go to Root of Vermont, follow them on social. They're really good at getting all their stuff out. So it's really cool to see so many people working to, to just make gravel more inclusive across the board and and doing very tangible things and not like, let's talk about it, but let's not like do stuff. Yeah. Let's just do it. I love that. Make it happen. Nice. Speaking of just doing it, should we just get to this podcast interview? Let's, Let's just do it. Feel your boobs. Do it. Christy, have you ever been out riding and stopped at a sketchy gas station and been like, eh, I want to go in, but I don't know what to do with my really expensive, nice bike. Uh, yes, that always stinks. Those situations are never fun. I know. And especially if you're by yourself and there's nobody to stay outside and watch the bike for you. Yeah, exactly. You, like have to drive right by that nice cold Coca-Cola <laughs> or bag of potato chips. Well, I have a feeling we have a way to fix that. We do. We have a brand new podcast sponsor. Autolock. Autolock. So Autolock is a company that creates these great locks. They're cinch locks. So they're small, lightweight, and easy to carry. And they all have combination lock codes. So you can put it in your bike bag. You could even just leave it strapped around your seat post. And it just makes it easy to lock your bike to anything or even somebody else's bike. It's ideal for theft deterrent. Um, all the locks have Kevlar in them. So they're really hard to cut. And I think it's just great to have an option wherever you are to always have a lock with you. Yep. And the cool thing is, is they're giving all of our listen listeners a chance at 25% off. If you want to buy a cinch lock. Well, I think it's any of their locks on their website. Oh, that's awesome. So, that's even better. I know. Cause they also have that, um, you lock on there as nice. well. So if you need something more heavy duty, if you're riding around in a city, so you just go over to auto design works, Dot com, and you're going to get 25% off at checkout and free shipping for us customers only. If you use the code girls gone gravel at checkout, again, it's autodesignworks.com and 25% off with girls gone gravel at checkout. Auto lock, hide it in your sock, take it around the block. Christy, do you know one thing that I'm really sick of? What is that? All the freaking trends and that are coming out in wellness like Ethan, uh, avoid that i don't even yeah, know where to start I, yeah i don't know where to start i don't know who to trust yeah but we have a new sponsor that i'm pretty excited about have you have you yes. done your stuff yeah i'm so stoked yeah so inside tracker is our new sponsor and they're gonna cut through all the noise and they're gonna analyze our blood dna lifestyle and fitness trackers and then we get personalized science-backed trackable action plans for how we should eat age. We need that and perform better. I know I'm excited. It's the cool thing about it is it's, it's cheaper and it's way more convenient than the traditional blood tests. Um, they include biomarkers that are key to performance. So so information that we're not getting from traditional blood tests. Um, and I think my favorite part is that they're not just going to give us the data, but they're providing us with nutrition and lifestyle tips to help us take action and cut through the noise. Yes. I love that. Cause I feel like whenever I go to the doctor and I get blood tests, I have no idea what to do with them. Right? Exactly. 
yep. and I don't, they don't apply to like whatever I'm doing. Um, and the good news is because they are a sponsor of the podcast, all of you all get 25% off their entire store. You just go yes. to insidetracker.com slash girls gone gravel. Change is an inside job. Start on the inside. Christy, how are you? I am, you know, I really wish that my co-host of Girls Gone Gravel would finally decide to own a van. Oh my gosh, I bought a van today. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should road trip to Bentonville because you're going there next week. I'm right? going there in my van. So just drive here and then we can go to Bentonville. And then when we get there, we can see this week's guest. That was a good, that was a good Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm going to hang up now. You guys are okay. really good at this. <laughs> no, no, we're not. <laughs> Your first time. <laughs> so, we've done a few of these. So we are super excited to have the most patient podcast guest ever, Lauren Pickman, joining us today. I think I've been trying to schedule her and rescheduling her since I met you, or I went through uh, Mittenville in June. I think I was in, on my road trip cross country when we first talked, right, Lauren? Yeah, I think that's that back in June. Yeah. And then summer happened and a lot. Of I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's okay. And it is a crazy bike month here in Bentonville. Um, so when you guys come, you'll, there's so many events every single day you'll eat that you're in town. So when is it not a crazy bike month in Bentonville? I mean, October is really the biggest, um, but it's true. If you look at the bike calendar, there are events happening almost every single weekend. So if you like bikes, this is the place to be. There's always something to do. Uh, well, we do like bikes and yes. we want to hear how you got into bikes. What's your story with bikes? See, well, good transition. Oh, beautiful. Um, so, you know, I don't have a, a, a really big cycling career. Um, I played division one soccer in college, but during college, uh, I met my now husband, Sam Pickman, um, and he bought me my first real road bike of steel, the heaviest bike possible. Um, but it was beautiful Eddie Merckx. And that was my first introduction to real road riding. Um, before that, it was, you know, just playing around as a kid in the neighborhood um, bikes, which was really fun. Um, so I got into road riding in college. And then after he got a job at Specialized Bikes in California, um, so then I was able to upgrade to a, a carbon fiber from my steel bike. I was very happy with that. Um, and then started riding California all the time. Um, and then really just, I followed his cycling career at all the races. I never competed myself. Um, and then not until, you know, 13, 15 years later, we're in Bentonville now. Um, did I get introduced real? I did some mountain biking in California, but really the mountain biking, it's hard not to get into it in Bentonville. There's trails in your backyard. They're all over the place. Um, they are building trails on a daily basis. I think it's like a mile a day is the, the rate at which they're building trails here. Um, and so, and so I got into mountain biking and then you know, my husband started Allied Cycle Works with a group of people. 
Um, and when we moved to Bentonville, that's when they came out with the Able, which is their, their main gravel bike. Um, and then a lot of the women in town didn't ever gravel bike before, you know, we were just, we started women of Oz. So we were getting women on mountain bikes, but also they were very curious on how to gravel. What is, what is gravel? What kind of bike do you need? Um, where do I go? How do I do it? Um, so I started taking women out on gravel bikes, you know, they would just use their mountain bike at first. And, um, and yeah, I guess that's kind of the, the background to my cycling story, road riding. And then I started gravel and mountain biking, um, over the past few years and just kind of like dove right into it. Did you, when did you join Women of Oz or were you one of the founders of that? Yes, I am one of the founding members and really what happened, it was kind of perfect timing. When I moved here, I was introduced with a bunch to a bunch of really amazing women and we were all kind of curious on getting out there on, on all the trails in our backyard and we started just kind of throwing out group rides and then we would invite more women and then it was a standing every Tuesday morning ride and more women came and more women came, you know, more friendships are made. And, and then about 30 women leaders within this town got together and decided to collectively form an actual organization so that we're all working towards together towards one common goal. Um, and that is really how the Women of Oz was born. That was January, 2019. Um, March of 2019 was our very first flagship. Um, and so our mission really is we see we're trying to break down the barriers to get women, more women out on mountain bikes. And we see the three main barriers being education, equipment, and intimidation. And so the equipment, we, the way we kind of went to that one head on was we've asked all the bike shops in town. If, if someone mentions Women of Oz, they get a $20 first time bike rental. And if they can't afford the $20 bike rental, we have partnered with our parks and rec program. And there's a bunch of bikes that we can lend out for free for the flagship. So they get introduced to it at a very low cost or free. Um, and then they can see after that, if that's something that they're interested in moving forward with. Um, and education, we have our flagship is the first Saturday of every month and you have to register for it, but it's free. And you start at the fundamental skills clinic. And these are taught by certified mountain bike instructors. And part of our what we've done over the past few years is certify, we've, we have about 40 women who are BICP level one certified. So when you come to our flagship, you are being taught the fundamentals of mountain biking. So you're being set up for success to A, have a really fun time on the trails, to be more confident. Um, and then you're really being taught by someone who knows what they're talking about. Um, and so they start at the fundamental skills 
And then the next time they register for a green ride, which is more of like a beginner introductory. And so you go onto bike reg and you kind of look and see based on your ability and fitness level, what group you should get into. And then based on that, I organize all the leaders. Um, so we have about 32 volunteer leaders, every flagship, one lead and one sweep for each group that we have. Um, and so we all get together at one location. Usually we have about 150 women. That's our average that is gathering That's in one so spot. It's a lot, but you know, we have really fine tuned and tweaked it and it's pretty well organized. I feel pretty good about things now. Um, we, we, everyone puts their name on their helmets. We have ride leader vests. Everyone goes to a sign, which is where their group is. So if you signed up for blue group one, you go to that sign. This all kind of got really well organized during COVID because we had to cancel the flagships for a while. And then we just, we started brainstorming. Okay, how can we do this safer? How can we get these rides going again? Because all the women really wanted it and needed it. Um, and so we all gather together. It's, you know, it's really fun to see all these women all shapes and sizes, colors, ethnicities, like we're all together in one spot with one common interest, which is to have a good time on the bike. And, um, and then we have a welcome speech and then we all break off into our groups and we go ride. And then we come back to the starting point and we go to, we have a lot of local sponsors, restaurants and breweries. So we then go to a sponsored social afterwards, which is another way for these women to connect um, and make like, new friendships and uh, and have a beer, which, you know, it's all good. It's a really good time for everybody. So it's been, ah, it's been great. It's been about a little over three years now, and we've had over 3,000 women attend the flagships. And um, and yeah, we just continue to, to offer these. And now we're getting into offering um, specific clinics, uh, paid clinics. So these women who are coming, if they do want to advance their skills, they can do that with us, um, with a, another female instructor. I think a lot of women like being taught by other women. I'm going to come. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got a mountain bike earlier this summer and I'm like, Oh, I'm so I, I used to bike mountain bike much more in my twenties, but I'm like, I'm so bad at it. I need, I've been looking for clinics. Um, so maybe I just need to come down to Bentonville Yeah, and and then you all have branched out and are doing some gravel rides too, correct? With, with the group. Yeah, we just started that, you know, it was like kind of, I started a, so we use group me that app to then at our flagships part of like, they sign their emergency contact information. And then we also ask if they want to be a part of our group me pages. And so based on your skill level, we have like a green group me and like a blue, more advanced group me. And it's another way for after the flagship for these women to connect outside of that one day a month. So, you know, if you join Christy and you join the blue group, 
I know you're super, I'm going to put you in the advanced group. Um, you just throw out, Hey, I'm going to go for a you ride. I need to dislocate my shoulder too. <laughs> Don't tell anyone. Um, you people, do you say Friday at five o'clock at this trailhead, if anyone wants to meet me and then other women will come and join you. I love so, it. Yeah, it's been, um, and we have so many women on these group me pages. And so for gravel, I did that just personally when I first moved here. Um, and so that is just kind of another huge group of women now that access this gravel group me page and we all connect and we go out on, on rides. Um, whenever people are available, you just post a little event. So that's been a great method to connect women and get women to ride together. I would love to hear from you. We see this all the time within our, uh, Facebook group. And I, I get questions other places of like, people are like, I, I want to find other women to ride with in my area. And I'm like, well, have you considered starting a group? And I think like, that's really intimidating for people sometimes. Um, so you have a huge group, obviously you're having 150, but that's probably not where most people show up. But do you have any tips for people? Like if they're like, I just want to find other women to ride with my area. Maybe I start leading something. What are some good things to think about? Yeah. We always tell people, I mean, like I said earlier, part of the reason why we started this group is because we had, we had a consistent weekly ride. So I would suggest uh, that if you are interested in that, that you have a standing weekly ride. So let's say whatever works for your schedule. Um, you know, some people like going at 7 a.m., 8.45 a.m., 5 p.m. You, you don't just pick it the same day and the same time every week. And then people kind of fit that into their schedule. So in the beginning, people, you might not get that many people, but they're always, you know, oh, I missed it this time, but I'll make it next week. And if you move the day and time, it just will always be that way. But if you keep it the same day and time, people will like add that into their weekly calendars and you'll get that same consistent group of women to ride with every week. Yeah. I think that's a great point. Yeah. And, you know, to add to that, probably even making sure that you have at least one other woman committed to that in case you can't make it. So you can yes. keep the time. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. It, easier. it does help to have like a, a small little crew to call. Yeah. Well, and I know like a lot of times bike shops really want to have led rides, but they don't have the capacity to do it. So sometimes finding a local bike shop and saying, Hey, can I lead a women's ride for you? Will you like give us a discount on maintenance or, you know, like those things like, and then sometimes they'll like just advertise it for you on their social media channels to find people. Definitely. Um, the meteor bike shop in town, it's a cafe bike shop. They have, I went there with the bar. Yeah. So they have, they have a really margaritas. They have great cocktails, great, great beer selection, coffee intelligentsia. Um, but they do, they have a weekly women's ride every Tuesday right now. And then they do like discounts on wine tastings afterwards. So yeah, that's another great idea is to partner with the bike shop. And then you have like a location to go to. It's the same location, same place, same time. Food and alcohol always is a big hit. So <laughs> if you can incorporate 
coffee or a beer or something like that. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> what do the uh, people want? <laughs> <laughs> I love that uh, you have such a strong group of women because mountain biking sometimes can be kind of a dude sport. And just for the women in, in Bentonville to say, no, this is our sport too. And then to create space for women that might be curious, but intimidating. I mean, we got, we have so many women who have never ridden a bike before and they're getting out on bikes and it's just kind of making the intimidation factor go away and trying to connect with with women face-to-face and say, no, like this is for you. You can do this. And, you know, not being intimidated by the women with full face helmets and they're going downhill. There's trails for everybody, no matter your skill level. It's just about kind of learning the basics that will set you up for, for a good time and to want to have them want to do it again and again. I love it. I like this idea that, well, I mean, I think the group me app, I had never thought about using that for group rides, but that's a good idea for sure. Yeah makes it easy to communicate and, you know, rally outside of the scheduled time. Like, you know, let's go ride together. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it seems to be good. It's different than your, your Facebook. Cause some, a lot of that kind of gets lost a little bit. I found, and this is purely just to connect, to ride with other women, really. Yep. So yep. you want to like go that. ride, you check your group me and see what's going on. And then, and then you make your plans. So and from there, yeah, it's been good. Yeah. Well, you also help with another, um, event down there that this was the first year for rule of three. It sure was. It looked like ridiculously fun. I wish I could have been there. Hopefully you guys can make it out next year. You know, we didn't really plan for, um, it to sell out. We didn't plan for the numbers. It was, I think kind of perfect timing, um, yeah. but it was a really, it was a great time. We had a blast. Yeah. Okay. You've got to tell us about the event because it is yeah. pretty unique and how it came, like how, cause you and your husband started it, right? So my husband and so Sam and Andy, they were test riding the able a few years ago when they had the prototypes and it was just, they're out on a bike ride. They were taking it out on single track. And in Bentonville, you know, when you ride around here so much, you're getting on the road to get to the gravel and then you pass all these trailheads as well. And these gravel bikes, they can handle these trails. So they, you know, took it out on single track and had this great idea of we should really do an event here in town. And Bentonville is a very unique place to make this happen and to have it be successful because the gravel is amazing and there's so many great trails. Um, so the accessibility to get to all three disciplines is, is here. Um, so it was really cool to get to put the course together. So they came up with the idea, but didn't really execute. And then in the wintertime, Andy was like, okay, I think, I think we should do it. He was, he wanted to do it like in March and it was like January. And I'm like, whoa, 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 wait, (laughs) I think we need a little bit more time. (laughs) But so Sam, he did not have the bandwidth to organize it with him um, and kind of like make the idea a reality. So 
um, I had the time to do it. And so I, Andy asked me if I'd help him. And so we kind of did it together. And so it was formed and, um, you know, Andy Chastine, he is uh, Allied's photographer and social media um, mastermind. And, and he doesn't um, have much personality, so. Just, you know, it's really lacking. <laughs> I think if there was one thing. Sensing <laughs> <Something> sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs> well, and so Andy, this was his bike, first cycling event he'd ever put together but he had he had put on um rock climbing event called 24 hours of horseshoe hell that if you're not familiar you should look it up it seems like a real it's they call it uh the burning man of rock climbing oh god that's so perfect you should go to the website take a look at the pictures and when you talk to people they just have nothing but the, it just seems like an absolutely crazy, amazing, fun time with like-minded people. Um, and so he was kind of trying to create the same kind of vibe and feeling for, for this rule of three bike event. Um, and so, yeah, we just, we put together, you know, our ethos, what we wanted it to be like for the community, less sponsor cash, more value, just more fun. Um, but have it be a really, really, really hard bike race. Um, and that's what we did. <laughs> and it cut, the rule of three is because it's, you could, you do road gravel and single track, correct? That's so right. you, you have to have to choose your, you can so you, do it on a mountain bike or a. Exactly. You do all three on one bike and you have two courses to choose from. You have, so originally it was just supposed to be a 100 mile Um, and yes, so it's, this course was about 60 miles of road and 20 miles of single track, um, and road. And you do have to pick one bike and you have to choose your tires wisely, the whole deal. Um, and you can ride it solo or you could do a team of three. And so the team of three aspects, it's kind of like almost a completely different race than the solo, the solo, you just you start and you race it and you finish the teams there's team checkpoints and that's where the kind of like quirky ideas that we came up with kind of play in um to kind of give you an idea of the team checkpoints we painted a ton of yellow rocks and we found uh there's so many beautiful creeks here in arkansas but we found a creek, uh, one of them, uh, along the course, and we threw all the rocks in the creek. And one member had to go into the creek and fish out a yellow rock. And so there's checkpoints like that all along the way that they have to do. And at the very end, they have to show proof of complete completion of those checkpoints. Um, Another really fun one, we worked with the Amazium here in town and they gave us little baggies of like pieces of wood and like rubber bands. And so the checkpoint was they had to put together a little miniature catapult. And then after they had the catapult, it came with a little bean and they had to actually like make the catapult, fling the bean and make it work. Um, so just to cut, it's not your typical bike race. You have lots of different things. We had 
another one where you had to do a team cartwheel. So you had to like have somebody else hold your camera and all three of you have to do a cartwheel. And I just, one day I just thought, wouldn't it be hilarious? You know, a lot of these people are, you know, when was the last time you did a cartwheel and picturing these, these, these guys, 60 years old doing a cartwheel, um, is pretty hilarious. And the footage is, is pretty amazing. Um, next year, I want them to have to post it to Instagram so that everyone can witness it. Cause it's That's just amazing. It's pure gold to be able to see it. Um, so yeah, yeah so- you should have like a winner that does the best Instagram story of the day. Like that's, the team with the best Instagram story has a, their own winning category or something. We did a real, a lot of fun categories. So you had the 100 solo, the 100 team of three, and then you also had a 50 mile category. And so that one was a great option um, because the 100 is insanely difficult. Um, so if you were unsure, the 50 is definitely the way to go. Um, and so we had teams of three for that as well. Um, and then we had lots of fun categories. We had most selfies with farm animals, uh, best tan lines. And that one, Kuat, they sponsored that one and they gave uh, a bike rack away with the best tan lines. And at the end, at the award ceremony, it was voted on by the loudest uh, crowd applause. So that was really <laughs> fun. You know, we just like, we just had fun with it. We just thought we were just trying to come up with really crazy out of the box ideas to like, we didn't want this to be a super serious bike race. You can be as serious as you want to be basically. Yeah. Um, so if you guys have any ideas and everyone out there listening, if you have any crazy ideas, we're all ears. We'd love to hear them. Christy will probably start texting you at five in the I know, morning. I'm like, this is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, we, I mean, our, right our, up her alley. Our, <laughs> our, <laughs> I, well, yeah, I want to start this alley cat series here that I'm trying to get, you know, we kind of started first talking about it, COVID hit. So I was like, oh, okay, well, we'll just wait on that. But now I'm ready to bring it back. But, but it's kind of like this concept of there's certain, checkpoints out that you have to go to that are not necessarily in any sort of order, but the concept is they're worth different points. And so you have this amount of time to do it and get back to the bike shop and you can strategize on which ones you pick your own route. Like, I love it. where do oh, you get, love these, that. Where do you get yes. these points, you know? And, and so it's fun. like, you, yeah, you strategize on it. And I, and I want to do it too. I mean, one of the things for me is that accessibility. I'm like, I don't want you doing it on your four or $5,000 bike. Right. Yeah. I want you pulling the thing out of the garage and, you know, no uh-huh. t-shirts <laughs> and jorts, you know, like extra points for that. Just like make it super accessible. So those people that don't have all the fancy stuff feel like yeah. they can tow that start line too. So I love that idea. You but, know, there's so many awesome bike races out there for the elite level cyclists, but there's so many of us who aren't at, at elite athletes, um, but we love to have a good time on the bike. So I yeah. think that would be a really good time. But, but just to be world. clear, you had, oh, oh sorry. Go ahead. sorry, no, go ahead. I was just going to say, you had some pretty elite cyclists there though. Yeah, we did. I know, we were not, we did not plan on that, but you know, it just kind of like people heard through the grapevine and signed up. Um, 
yeah, it was pretty cool to see these people kind of sign up and register with us. Yeah, that's was it Ian Boswell that won that one? Um, he came in second, actually. So Payson, he oh, won. Payson. And then Ian okay. Boswell came in second. Yeah. Um, and then our local female, Crystal Anthony, she came in first. And then our other local, well, used to be local, Sammy Reynolds, she came in second. Oh, fun. Yeah, yeah. she's going to be on our podcast soon. Yeah, that's um, right. Actually, right. I should say that Ian Boswell kind of, t- he just came in second. Kevin Gherkins, he came in third, but he was a very close second. Nice. And Kevin, he's a local as well. So I got to make sure I give him a shout out. He runs the meteor in town. Fun nice. stuff. Yeah. Um, sorry, Christy, you were saying something about gravel world. Oh, they do they, some fun stuff well, too. they don't, they don't do it anymore. Cause it's just too much of a pain in the butt, but you know, we used to have to go in and get a lottery ticket as a checkpoint. Oh, okay. And then when you got done, you basically just gave them your lottery tickets so they're just trying to win the jackpot. Oh, yeah. I love that. I know. I think it's a great idea. Like, and if they win, you know, what if, what I if your, lot, your lottery ticket really did win the like? Yeah, I mean, you give it, you give it, you turn them over to him. So it's like, I don't like, I don't remember all of it because it was so many years ago. I've, I've been doing this gravel stuff for so long that it's like trying to remember. But I ha- I just had lunch with Jason today, their new director, and he was talking about the one thousand spots for women and okay yeah. wants to connect. You know, wants to make sure that our community knows. Hey get signed up um, because part of your donation or part of your entry fee goes back to programs for, for girls and and women. So um, I think it's a really cool initiative that they're they're doing this year. So yeah. Yeah. Anyway, complete aside, but well, kind of on that note, we had, so we had about 650 people participate and 21% what was a a woman, um, sorry, women, women, registered riders. And so it's not awful, but it's not great. And so we're trying to brainstorm. How can you know, I think everyone's kind of brainstorming? How can we get more women to these events? And, um, and one of the reasons why I think perhaps women aren't coming out or at least a segment of women is that perhaps their mothers and their husband, they're the ones going out to race it and they have to stay home and watch the kids because it's expensive to get childcare. And so my friend, um, Kyla Templeton and Nat Ross, who you guys I'm sure know, might know both of them. Um, Kyla, she's a co-founder of NICA and she's been the director of NICA for the past six years. She's also a USA triathlon coach and Nat Ross, you, if you don't know him, he's been a professional athlete for like three decades and uh, he's won four world championship titles, three national championships, and the list goes on and on. They are coming together and they're forming a bike school um, here in Bentonville called Bike School Bentonville. And so they approached me and I thought it was a great idea to offer it hopefully to the women cyclists who wouldn't have signed up otherwise. And they're going to put together like a bike camp while our race is going on at the event. And so they'll have, they'll have everything set up and they'll, the kids will have a bike camp while hopefully, you know, the mom and or father is riding their bike and they're all there afterwards celebrating 
Um, so we're not exactly sure how many spots they can manage, but we're hoping that would kind of help more women sign up. That's yeah, awesome. Ahead. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it, it's always, it is, it's like you can choose often if you're both into cycling, like who's going to take care of uh, the kids while somebody gets to go and do this event and even like training for an right. event, right? Like oh, yeah, who can, who can train for a long time at this season and who gets to do the next season. Right. Um, and so I love that. I think that's really fun. And it's a fun way for kids to see parents doing something challenging, but also having a great time, like have a vision of what they can do in the future too. Yeah, absolutely. And then if you throw some rocks in the river for the kids to go get, I bet they'll love it. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Maybe we'll have a, a mini rule of three. <laughs> not a bad idea for the kids. <laughs> okay. Well tell us when rule of three is going to be next year. If people, cause I know people at this time of year are probably starting to think about the things they want to do next year. Oh gosh. And- yeah. Okay. Well, we are going to have it the same weekend. So it ends up being May 19th through the 22nd of 2022. Um, we are going to open registration on February 3rd. Um, but the one thing, you know, the reason why we did it was primarily for our local community and experiencing it, being there and looking around and seeing almost all of you, like everyone that, you know, that you ride with, they were all there. And it was so, it was such a cool, fun thing to do for and with the community. And I want to make sure everyone gets spots if they want to ride it again. Um, or if they heard about it and they want to come. So what we're going to do is on our website and starting in January, you can fill out a form with your address. And so basically if you're from Northwest Arkansas, we want to make sure you can get a spot. So you'll just submit your address and email, and then we'll send you a code so you can register the day before um, on February 2nd to ensure that the locals do get a spot. Awesome. So if you're coming in from outside, be ready on February 3rd. Yes. We, we want everybody, but we just want to make sure, you know, that yeah, we, yeah, we do similar for our event. Like it, you know, we give preference to the community members first and foremost. Yeah. Cool. I mean, they're the ones that are going to, in the long term, support that event and help not only that, but they it. have to deal with all the athletes being here. I mean, you want, yeah. you want the support to go all the way through. So I think that's a great idea. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, Lauren, thank you so much for all your time today. If people want to get in touch with you and find out more about Women of Oz or uh, the event, where do they follow you? How do they get in touch with you? Uh, well, on Instagram, my handle is lauren.pickman. Um, my email is lauren at womenofozenwa.com. Um, and yeah, I'd love to hear from you. The one other huge thing that I'm doing that I did not mention what is the women of Oz were putting on a summit next September, um, September 17th. And oh, nice. And so this is going to be a really unique event. And I thought this would be a great time to kind of reach out to any, if, if you are listening and you are like a really awesome female mountain bike instructor, we want to have you here. And so the idea is we're, we do have a, a whole group of women that we know of um, coming from all around the country. The best female mountain bike instructors are going to be in Bentonville that weekend, all in one place. 
So it's an opportunity for all of them to connect. And then we're going to put on a great event, a one day event for about 300 women um, to experience all of their talents. And we'll have a keynote speaker. Um, and so, yeah, that's happening in September. So that should be really cool. That's amazing. Christy, they're not going to ask us to come be mountain bike instructors. <laughs> I think I probably need to go to first of the, some of those fundamental classes. For <laughs> I'm going to see how fast I can accelerate through this. I'm you sure are that be I have, I have all kinds of fitness <laughs> and no so skills. Celine, Celine Yeager listens to the podcast. We'll send her down. I promise you, you go through one of our fundamentals and you'll be You'll be an instructor. You'll be a pro. And Gabby, Gabby Adams is on the like white on rice about mountain biking. She's like, you would be so good. I'm like, you are literally the same age as my kids. (laughs) (laughs) I know she's so young. Yeah. Uh, I love her, but she's totally right. And so you should listen to Gabby. <laughs> oh my God. You, you should clip that out and send it to her, Catherine. Just, <laughs> you would love it. I love, I love that woman. Anyway. Yeah. She calls me mama Christy, which is, you know, she is the same age as your kids. So I know I, I do know. love her as well. She's the yeah. best. <laughs> Well, Lauren, it was so awesome to meet you. And I can't, I can't, I hope I get to connect with you next weekend. Um, Please do. Yeah. You know, when we're down there. So look for, I'll be around the outer bike Friday. Big sugar okay. Tank. I'm going to get you a mountain bike and I'm just, you know, carpe diem. Let's do it. I, I should bring mine down. I have, that's the problem is if you saw my mountain bike, you would be like, oh yeah, she rides mountain bikes. Well, it's a very, very nice mountain bike. <laughs> Hey, you've got the equipment. Let's see. You know, what's the excuse, Christy? Come on, let's do it. Yeah, I really do. I need to come like live in Bentonville for a month. I just need to bring my van because yeah. I get out, like I've been to Moab and like, we'll be there for 10 days or so. And I get where I'm starting to have some confidence and then I step away from the trails. I know and it happens quickly where you kind of lose the confidence. Yeah. But. Yeah. I'm like, I can do, I know I can do this. And I look yeah. at an office. I'm like, I can't do that. Who does that? That's stupid. And then some 12 year old goes zipping by. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I have no fear. Anyway, their brains aren't problems. That's fine. Well, well Lauren, so thanks again you. for your time. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Hey friends, we don't want chafing to keep you on the sideline from riding your bike. So we're bringing you some good news about chamois butter. Chamois butter has come on as one of the sponsors of the girls Gone gravel podcast. They've been making chamois cream for over 30 years, and they've got tons of five-star reviews. So if you have ever been to your bike shop, you've probably seen that iconic purple and yellow tube. There are several different versions, including the original, the pH neutral, her, tingly Euro style, which I'm very intrigued by, (laughs) and coconut with certified organic ingredients. They've got a special for our Girls Gone Gravel listeners. You can head over to chamoisbutter.com and you get free shipping on any orders of two tubes or more. They also have really fun limited edition merch, which I've got their cool chamois butter sweatshirt. These things, I wear this sweatshirt all the time. It's one of my favorites to wear. It's very soft and very warm. I could say if you get any of their chamois butter gear, you will definitely stand out in a crowd. When we were at 
uh, an event a couple of years ago, a guy had a Shamey Better kit on and everybody knew who he was. Like everybody was cheering for him. So if you want to stand out, go over, get your two tubes of Shamey Better, get your free shipping, and then find some cool swag and merch. Yep. I think that sounds like a great idea. Christy, we have a new sponsor on the podcast. What? JoJ Bars has come on as one of our sponsors. Shut up. JoJ Bars are the best. I know. We both got to try them after the founder of, of JoJ Bars, Jess Sarah, came on the podcast and she sent us a sample box. Which uh, one was your favorite? Uh, my favorite was lemon blueberry quinoa, which I was not expecting. How about yeah. you? Uh, mine was the pancakes and bacon, which tastes just like pancakes and bacon. It tastes just like pancakes and bacon. And it's great. It's great to use on the bike or if I'm running late or trying to get out the door for a ride, which usually I'm running late and trying to get out the door. Uh, (laughs) I just grab it and have breakfast on the way. Yep. They taste good. And you know, they're good for you too. Jess is a chef and an athlete, and she's not putting anything in her bars that she wouldn't put in her own body. Yeah. So they're all gluten-free. They don't use any artificial flavors or protein powders. It's all uh, formulated just for you for training or riding or just any adventure that you've got going on. And knowing Jess, I bet she sent you a code. She did. So <laughs> listeners of the podcast can, can go to jojbars.com and use the coupon code GRAVELLOVE15. That's all lowercase GRAVELLOVE15 for 15% off all your orders. Nice. I'm going to get some before we go on our next gravel trip. Agreed. You have been listening to the Girls Gone Gravel podcast. This podcast is edited and produced by the team at Live Feisty Media. If you've enjoyed the show, please leave us a rating. It really helps other women find the podcast. And be sure to follow us at Girls Gone Gravel on Instagram or Facebook. Facebook.